The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast with hosts Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, 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 no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. They'd get him. I don't even have a joke, Dave. Dave, Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by you, the fan. Uh, we got the Drunk History Jim Everett up. Uh, we'll have another Drunk History uh, for June, as always, before I get out of here for the uh, Disney vacation with my whole entire family. It's going to be wonderful. Um, Andrew, what is our rule? Dave, what is our rule about Saints news after the draft and before training camp starts? It's if we have it, it's always fucking terrible. That is the law. That is the rule. It is a hundred percent undefeated forever. It is the seventy-two Dolphins of Saints rules at, on the podcast, and it's a true again. After the draft, we had major Saints news. It's Mark Ingram getting suspended. Um, Dave's Dave, boyfriend, I might add. Dave, Dave, your boyfriend. He's on thin ice now, Dave, because he's in the last year of his contract. He got to, he's suspended <laughs> for four games. Um, he's are, twenty-eight. He's twenty-eight. Are you worried that this might be the end? for you and Mr. Ingram as, as a couple? <laughs> uh, no. I'm fairly certain uh, he's going to serve a suspension and you know maybe get it reduced uh, to three games or two games if that's even possible. You know that's still. coming. You know it's going from four to three. I mean, that's, yeah. like, the, that's like what happens to every guy, I feel like. Yeah, um, his, this is weird because they said he had like had an exemption and, it, and then it he failed the test after the year or so it was very it was it's a very bizarre situation you know what he didn't come out and like make the the blanket apology i'm sorry he didn't do the i was driving all night and i needed a caffeine pill from my boy like he didn't use the the andrew you know like our what's our list the of adderall. like go, yeah, the adderall, adderall like the go-to, go-to excuses yeah. you know so um but which kenny vaccaro by the way went to i mean so fast <laughs> Uh, Garrett Hartley used that one too, right? Yep. Who was another? Who was another one? Every Seattle Seahawk. <laughs> Every Seattle Seahawk, right? Now. It's like they they have um, they have the I guess at the market where they buy the fresh fish. They like uh, the guy tosses them a fish and a bottle of Adderall. Um, but it, <laughs> but um, uh, Andrew, I'm not really worried about uh. The Ingram suspension, and I'm kind of excited about it because I'm ready for all the terrible let's trade Ingram hot takes after one Boston Scott 15-yard preseason carry. 
Well, I feel like it's it, right now. It's not Boston Scott right now. I mean, this is a sign of the times. But you look at Twitter, and you look at just in general what Saints fans are talking about, and it's all Jonathan Williams, the running back <laughs> they got from the Bills, yeah. and J, JT Barrett uh, of Ohio State. We'll get to like, that. In a, we'll get to JT Barrett in a second. He's yeah. not gonna play running. But like, back. you know, I, I have a coworker who's a big Bills fan, and Jonathan Williams played for them and so I asked him I was like what's the deal with this dude is he any good and he had one comment about Jonathan Williams he can get you a yard he can get you a yard you need, <laughs> if you it. need a yard he'll get you a yard every time yeah, yeah. you need, you need a yard you need, he'll get you a yard if you need two he'll get you a yard <laughs> <laughs> but I mean like I'm they need to I think they, they probably need to trade Ingram tonight and get a fifth round pick and move it along and just be done no I'm just kidding um but I mean, I I think people like Saints fans in general. They they don't really like Mark Ingram, except for Dave. Like mostly Saints fans. In general. Uh, I, feel, I feel like he's won people he, over. Yeah, though. it only took one. It only took a two back yeah, last, to back last year was yards. last year was definitely a turning point. But I feel like they'll turn against him fast, Dave. You know, he think? did go to Bama. He does. Yeah, I mean, that's probably it. probably accurate. I mean. The thing is with with the Saints fans is is with marking the, the only thing more ridiculous, Dave, than my trade Ingram tonight, get a fifth round pick, move it along, and make Boston Scott and Kamara the backfield of the future. The only thing more ridiculous than that take is the bring back Adrian Peterson rumors <laughs> slash news. It's the worst reunion Ugh. idea since TNT brought back a hundred and seventy five year old J.R. Ewing and rebooted Dallas. Like five is it is it a worse idea than bringing back Roman Harper? Yes, yes. Yeah, bringing back Adrian Peterson. Ooh. Yes, because because Roman Harp because because if you when you brought back Roman Harper, we were like he's not really going to play. He's just going to be like ceremonial goodbye season, and then like injuries killed him, and they had to play him right. If they bring back Adrian Peterson, like you know he's getting carries the first month of the year, Andrew, and he's fucking done. As a player, like I don't know, he looked pretty good for the Cardinals. Oh, that dude Earl Campbell at like thirty had a one good game for the Saints back in the day. Like that was like that was it. But, like, w- but wouldn't it be worth it if we had one good game out of him? Didn't he get injured? He did. He only needs to play four before <laughs> we cut him. I know, but didn't he get injured and end the season with an injury? Like he did. He's gonna come he's back a, from whatever injury. He's got a serious. He, I forget what it was, but he's got. No, a, he, here was here is my thing, and this this I mean, is. If you thought only, he looked bad last year, he's got yeah. another injury that he needs to come back from. So how how bad is he gonna be then? But it was like a neck injury. Who cares? That's I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, it wasn't like his legs. You know, it wasn't his knee. But um, I don't I don't remember what it was. Who doesn't even it was, matter? I think it was a neck thing. But anyway, my thing. The the reason it's really appealing to me is that you know Kevin. This is appealing to you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But let me explain myself. Are you shitting me? Kevin, help Let me talk. Go. There is nothing you're going to say here that is going to change anybody's Kevin, mind. I don't know. Okay. I'm Kevin this. despises, despises Adrian Peterson. Yes, he does. He was disgusted when the Saints he, – he, he was so disgusted he stopped doing the podcast, he stopped watching the games, right? Yeah. Well, he used Except, it as an excuse to stop But if the there's podcast. one thing Kevin loves – it's draft picks. It is. He wants to trade down. He wants draft picks on draft picks on draft picks. And if the Saints had Adrian Peterson for four games, he'd look kind of decent. And then when Mark Ingram comes back, they trade him again 
for a draft pick, I don't care how bad of a pick it is. Let's say seventh round pick. That would mean that Adrian Peterson had been flipped by the Saints two years in a row for draft picks. <laughs> and that would be hilarious. That would be the ultimate conundrum for Kevin, it would who be. hates Adrian Peterson, doesn't want him signed, but then he scores two draft picks for the Saints. Huh? <laughs> I like that. You know, Andrew, I'm totally for that scenario, and I think the Saints, since they play the Browns the second week, and the Browns will probably be terrible, and Greg Williams' defense always gets gashed for us to run a lot of times, they should feature Adrian Peterson the second week give him like 20 25 carries for like a he can run for like a buck 20 and then the saints can flip him trade to, him the next day to yeah. a desperate sorry ass team like the dolphins for like a fourth round pick or they could treat him to the browns the browns would be like he was so good against us man he's he can he can be the bridge to uh, uh the next running back that we draft that's terrible and um andrew i love that idea i'm for it I think it's, I think it's a great, uh, a great. Also, Kevin's head would literally explode, and Saints Twitter would just be like, besi- like beside themselves, and America could mock the Browns again. I just, I that scenario that we just put together, it, it, it brings a tear to my eye. It's a tear of joy. I uh, hope Kevin's listening to this, and and Dave, I'm gonna take by your silence. You haven't said it. You haven't shot this down. I, I think you might. I might have won you over. Oh, I I tuned you out five <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> um, nice. but but on a deeper thing, if people didn't listen to the quick shot, Andrew, like, what's the, what's your what's your feeling of how how it's going to play out with Ingram? Do you think that they're just going to be like Kamara? You're going to be the man for four weeks, and we're going to up your low up your carries and touches and that sort of thing when it when are you gonna pronounce his name correctly it's camara camara Kamara. yeah there you go it's camara camara like camara i can't he's, the, he's gonna be the best player on the saints in like a year or two so you, you need to start getting this right but <laughs> probably but uh camara I, I think yeah i mean he, sean payton's like it'd be imprudent to give him 15 more touches a game or whatever, they're definitely going to lean on him. I, I don't know that they'll go like full Le'Veon Bell where he's touching 25, 30 balls a game, but there's definitely going to be a big uptick for him. Uh, but I still think there's an opportunity for, for someone to get five to 10 touches. And whether that's Lasco, Jonathan Williams, Boston Scott, um, Trey Edmonds, any of those guys. I mean, I, I would say currently Trey Edmonds is probably the favorite. Um, just because he made the team last year and he looked really good in the regular season against the the Bills who quit, so, <laughs> so it didn't mean much. But um, you know those guys, I mean, they're all no names, and there's a huge opportunity. And it's the first four games of the season, and and honestly, it's one of those things where like if you play awesome, I mean that's the NFL. There's no guarantees that Mark Ingram has his job back. You know when he gets when when his suspension is over. I mean, probably none of these guys are going to be as good as Ingram, but um, you know, how do you bench Trey Edmonds if he, if he gives you 80 yards rushing on average through four weeks? <laughs> how, how do you then bench him? Dave, that, that 800 comment thread of trade Ingram, Edmonds slash Boston Scott, whoever is the answer, is going to just be phenomenal. But, but Dave, if I said to you, pick to me right now without seeing anyone 
knowing nothing except for minicamp and who they drafted, pick for me the running back that you think will get carries along with Kamara. What round was Boston Scott drafted in? Sixth. Sixth. Um, I, I guess probably either Edmonds or Williams. I mean, they both have yeah. experience. How, how much? How much experience does Williams have in Buffalo? I don't know. He, yeah, he's had like, like thirty carries. Yeah, I mean, probably him. I say it's going to be. I think Scott. I don't know. Six round. That's that's like taking a flyer on a guy. <laughs> that's like he might work out. He might not. You never know. But he's like a Sproles though. He's like five foot seven or something. Oh, Scott. It's, it's, yeah. He's a, he's adorable. He's gonna be like. But that's not that's not what they need though. They have that shiftiness. You know, change yeah, of pace true. back with Kamara. They need somebody to replace Ingram. They need a power guy. Yeah, that's why I think Edmonds is the guy. Maybe yeah. Williams. I mean, they got yeah. they got Mike. Or is that a Mike Bell? Remember Lionel Hamilton? He I was, think yeah. He yeah. was going to be the guy. He was going to have a role until he blew out his knee in the preseason. And yeah. what was it? 2010, right? He yep. was. So I mean, like. I mean, I, I remember Lionel Hamilton, but I can't believe you guys remember all that. Let, let's stop. Let's stop getting injured. We all know it's going to be JT Barrett or Taysom Hill. Or <laughs> now we <laughs> people they heard this. They heard the sound effect of. You guys didn't, but they heard it of the hype train coming on through. And the hype train uh, for minicamp for JT Barrett, he is the answer at quarterback. I saw two plays where he hit Traquan Smith. Beautiful passes, Andrew, just beautiful. And I think he's the long-term answer at quarterback. I think he's amazing. I think they're probably going to put in a wildcat package for him. I think probably by week six he's going to be it's, – it's, if, he, if he makes the team. He's making the team. Did you see those mini camp throws? They were like darts, man, like darts. Um, how good? I didn't think they were that great. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I know. I, I saw the video. I saw people hyping it up. and I. But, I mean, I watched his throws. I didn't I, – I don't know. It, it didn't well, which, seem that which, pre, which preseason game should we give him the $100 million contract <laughs> after? I mean after, – After the uh, – after the fourth one, when he plays okay. like the whole game, okay, you know when all the starters sit and he gets to play like three quarters and has like three touchdowns. I mean, what, better, better lock him up. What? How good is JT Barrett going to have to play to murder the Taysom Hill hype and it becomes the JT Barrett hype train? I mean, we haven't even seen Taysom Hill throw yet, have we? I mean, it's we've really only, we've only I have. Unbelievable. I mean, it's whoever throws the first touchdown pass in preseason. That's I, I feel like it's wide open, and whichever one of the two throws the first touchdown, that's it. That's he, he's the next Fran Tarkenton. But if if JT Barrett like runs for a fifty-yard touchdown, does that count? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, people were like slow mowing Marcus Davenport off the edge. In some videos I saw, and like zooming in on him, it was a, it was amazing, um, the hype that people give. Brian Baldinger was doing that. Um, but seriously, uh, 
Andrew, as you're talking, how do you feel about back? I mean, we joke about it. They got Barrett, they got Hill, they got Savage. Like, not that backup quarterback. Look, if they play more than three weeks, the Saints are fucked anyway. But like, if the Saints need a dude for like a week, how are you feeling about backup quarterback on May fourteenth? Uh, I think Savage is trash. I think Barrett is trash. Um, so I, I mean, Taysom Hill is going to have to be half as good as Sean Payton says he might be, um, or backup quarterbacks a real problem. What, hey Dave? What old quarterbacks are out there that like the Saints could go get if they like if it's like mid-August and they've played like two preseason game and it's just a dumpster fire at backup quarterback like. Uh, I mean, you know, I feel like in that situation, you're going to go with familiarity. Is Josh McCowan still available or no? no. Oh, my signed? God. Luke McCowan no, is officially retired. I mean, Luke retired. McCowan. Yeah, sorry. Luke, oh, he just decided to retire. Yeah. Uh, you didn't see uh, that, Dave? I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Um, how about how about Jay Cutler? Let's get Jay Cutler in here. No, Jay my Cutler's God. Not, he's not coming to be a backup. <laughs> Oh, to play backup? Oh, I thought you were talking about Drew Brees. No, time. no. Oh, to do backup? I'm talking about, like, it's mid-August. What's and, like, Mark, Mark, Mark Brunel doing these days? He's, he probably oh needs the money, he's huh? He's, like, 50. <laughs> oh, my just, God. I'm just kidding. Tony Romo? Um, no, Tony Romo is definitely, he's he's firmly planted in the they broadcasting could, they life They give now. the Bears a conditional pick to get Chase Daniel back? I still think Romo could come if... Get the hell out of here. I, I think him and Sean Payton are boys, and if something happened to Brees, you I are think out of your I, cotton picking mind. I'm not saying he would do it, but I think the first call that Payton would make, if, if Brees was out for the year and the Saints were, let's say, 7-2 and two and had a chance at a Super Bowl run or whatever, um, I think the first call would be to Romo and at least say, hey, would you have any interest in leading this team? I still believe that. No, I don't. No, he's. Does that, he have a contract with with? Yeah, CBS that last year. Just... Last year he'd have done that, Andrew. I think this year he's like a year into it, and he's like a he's a fucking star on TV. Well, then the alternative is like Mark Sanchez or the Sanchez. Like, my wife would be or, excited. Or, or like Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel could run around and 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 his Instagram. Oh, Cap. From... Oh, Capper. Kaepernick, I guess. Oh, they could, they could. That's never happening. Andrew, no, no, no. I like this idea. Go with me. Saints quarterbacks are backup quarterbacks are trash, and midway through training camp, the Saints have tryout day. They bring in Johnny Manziel, Tim Tebow, and Colin Kaepernick, <laughs> and they break. ProFootballTalk.com and Twitter simultaneously. Tell me that wouldn't be amazing. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I mean, can you, can you, dude, and not what, only that. What good would it be? You wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to go on Twitter to, to talk about it. No. You, because, you'd just, you'd be sitting there by yourself. You, first of all, you'd have to. whale from Twitter would be on there. <laughs> first of all, Ralph, you'd have to actually then work, I guess, if you couldn't go on Twitter all day. Uh, and then. You'd, you'd be you'd be just there excited all by yourself. You'd have to text Andrew. You would, I would. Be, We'd have a group text. We'd really be in. 
we we, uh, we think, would do actually, like actually, seven quick happened, shots in a row. <laughs> actually, I think I think if that happened, it might knock down cell service too. It, and ESPN would just set up camp on airline, like first take ESPN in the the the, the morning sports center that that horrible morning show they do with Greenberg and uh, Jalen Rose and the, and the weird looking blonde haired woman. Um, Mike and Mike, like it would be amazing. It would be amazing. It would, it would probably be such a big news story. Like it would be, it would be on like CNN.com. It would like break through like out of the sports realm and like go to like regular news. And now that gambling is legal, we can oh. gamble on which one of them was going to make the team. I was going to get to that. I was going to get to that, Dave. Um, but no, I, I mean seriously, can you imagine? Like if if Sean Payton was trying to troll himself or something, or Mickey Loomis wanted to make Sean Payton's day just awful. He would bring in Tebow, Manziel, and Kaepernick for a workout. And I mean, can you imagine the media frenzy and just like it would be Sean Payton's hell? It would be. They'd have, it like, would be pretty, they'd have to credential like it'd be a great April people. Fool's joke. How many people would they credential? You think like three hundred, three fifty? Two. I mean, I feel like there would be sports reporters in China putting it in requests. Um, no, I mean, look, but it, but I mean, it. All joking aside, like it's not out of the realm of possibility. Do you think that um, that the uh, the Saints would? Uh, would make a move at backup quarterback if it looked terrible. Like, Andrew, like, how terrible would it have to look, you think, for them to make a move? I mean, it's not like it ever looked that good with Chase Daniel, you know? Mm, that's true. I mean, Luke McCown had his moments in preseason, but I I never felt super End against secure. the Panthers. He did, yeah. But, so, like, I felt okay. I remember feeling okay about Luke McCown. But, like... There was really not much that Chase Daniel ever did in a preseason game that ever made me feel good about him being the backup quarterback, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the thing is, like, the, the thing that's funny is if Luke McCann was still healthy, like, he would still be the Saints' backup quarterback if he wanted to off of the one game in Carolina. You know? Yep. I, I I think they like Taysom Hill, man. I really I, I really think he's the guy. You know it's gonna. That's when you know it's going really bad for Taysom Hill. Like in the fourth preseason game when they've put him back on special teams. Like that's when you know like the Taysom Hill dream is officially over. Um, but Dave brought up another thing that we need to talk about. Uh, the Supreme Court. Basically, yeah. today was probably like Christmas for Ralph. It was like, because he, here's the thing: like they've 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 made it legal for any state to do sports gambling. And here's the thing: like in that's got to be really bad for Vegas, right? No, I think it. I think well, possibly, but I think like I think people go go to Vegas is like a, they don't just just go to Vegas for sports gambling. I think. They go to Vegas for a whole number of reasons, but the thing that's going to make it interesting is—I mean, I don't think—I don't think any city is going to put together uh, as uh, you know an entire street of casino after casino after casino like Vegas has. I mean, 
No, but the thing that I think is going to be interesting is in Europe, teams partner up with like the 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 betting houses like Ladbrokes and uh, Patty. I think it's called Patty Power. Like Everton, like partners up and they have kiosks with their official gambling partner at their stadium and they always tweet out like before the game they're like Everton is four to one odds to win today make a bet at kiosks at gates this this and this before you sit in at the game so like I think in five years like they're gonna have kiosks like in Champion Square and like at the dome where like you can make a fucking bet on game day and bet the Saints Falcons and then go sit in your seat. Like that's gonna happen. Like that's gonna happen, and the team's gonna get a cut. The NFL's gonna get a cut, and the state's gonna get a cut. And everybody's yeah. gonna make money, and everybody's gonna be happy, except for the degenerates yeah. who are. Homeless. My thing about Vegas is it's not so much that people won't go anymore, and they won't go into the casinos and gamble, but like it, there is a whole novelty thing to betting on when you're in Vegas, betting on your favorite yeah. team to win the, the Super Bowl or whatever, and like. People won't do that anymore. So, like bookies or whatever, whatever. I guess it's what it's casinos, the sports part of the casino that runs that. Like they just won't get as many as of those bets because people will make them elsewhere, and it won't. There won't be this whole novelty behind it. Yeah, like like the the prop bets, the futures bets. Like you like yeah, like you can go now. You could do that anywhere now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. but so it's less exciting when you're in Vegas to do that. People be like, I can do that when I'm home. I'll just, you know, I'll stay think, at the I mean, I'd be curious to know, like, um, what uh, what percentage of the the books in Vegas, like, what percentage of that is there? Is there people making bets? You know, like how how much money do they make on like teams betting over unders on NFL teams before the year? I think it's a I think it's a lot because. People can't do it anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, like, I mean, if you, you and, doesn't don't, doesn't your wife do that every time she's there? Yeah, and the thing is, like, local bookies. If you have one, which I would never in my life do something so illegal, but hypothetically, if you did, you usually <laughs> can't bet like the futures bet with Vinny. You know, you can bet that week's games, and you could do parlays and all kinds of stuff but you can't call right. Vinny in, in like now and be like Vinny I want to bet four units on the Saints plus nine and a half for the 2018 season you know at least at least in a hypothetical ser- situation that I was knowledgeable of uh-huh. <laughs> but um, but like when do you when when do you think Dave that Gambling will be ubiquitous, and the and you as a Saints fan, you'll be able to make bets in Louisiana on f- football. Three years, five years, never. Hello, Dave. No brainer. And the same thing with legalization of marijuana. You know, Louisiana. Any state that's as poor off uh, financially um, should be totally gung-ho about both of those, both gambling and marijuana and getting the tax revenue off of that. Um, I agree. So, but, I'm, I mean, unfortunately, Louisiana is obviously – we're very slow to catch on to these things and to adopt these things and to wise up. So, um, 
you know, the optimist in me would like to say two years. And, you know, once it's passed, I think, it, you know, we're already ready to go. We've got Harris. I mean, Harris could eat would I'm sure they would love to put a sports book uh, in there. Um, so but uh, realistically, maybe five, you know, maybe after a bunch of other states start doing it. Um, but I mean, you know, like Mississippi, they have uh, what's that place next to Olive Branch, Mississippi, right up there, just below Tennessee. Um, Tunica? Yeah, yeah. They've got a whole bunch of big casinos out there. Um, you know, even Mississippi, they're they're s- smart enough to figure it out and to, to do it. So who knows? Maybe it won't take that long, but. Well, Mississippi's already got the bill. They passed it in January. So Mrs. and I read today like they want to be up and running by football season. So, God bless Mississippi. Um, yeah, they're they they're you know they're, surprisingly, uh, you know they're usually last. Usually, usually Louisiana's 49th and Mississippi's 50th. And throw <laughs> Alabama in there in there too. Uh, but uh, on on this front, uh, Mississippi is ahead of the curve. Surprisingly. Yeah. Um, the one thing I think that will speed it along is I think much like I think team states and teams and stuff will try to sort of make the sports gambling like replace sort of the hotel motel taxes like the funding mechanism for stadiums. They'll be like, hey, just pass sports gambling. Use the funding of sports gambling to build us the new stadium. It's a win-win for everybody. Like I think that's going to be part of the puzzle, and that's when it'll start getting passed because people will say, "Well, we want, we don't want team, we don't want our team to leave, and we don't want to raise taxes. Let's just build a sports book and let people bet on sports, and that'll fund the teams, and everybody will win." You know, um, I think that's the way it'll go. But um, the NBA is really out front on this. The the NFL hasn't been so much because. Andrew, you know, like, for the longest time, the NFL was, like, telling the networks, like, don't talk about the lines, don't talk about gambling in the pregame shows, but, like, I guess that'll all change um, now for this, Um, but uh, we've got some Twitter questions for people, Uh, over, (laughs) this is a gambling question, Andrew, how do you feel about the Saints over under nine and a half? Oh, wins? Yeah. Ooh, uh... Over. Yeah, I I mean the schedule though is tough, but yeah, I would pick the over. Dave. Over. Um, Breeze got to be healthy though. Over. I asked people to uh, give me random saints that they loved as children, and people have given me names like Boo Williams, Gil Fennerty, Buford. Oh, Jones, nice. Fumbles uh, Fennerty. Yeah, Jimmy Spencer. <laughs> Which is totally random. Terry Allen, he played running back the year they won their first playoff game. Andrew, do you have a favorite random saint that you just love for no reason when you were a child that didn't make? Well, if you're if you were terrible and your last name was Buck, I was a big fan of you. I was a big fan of Vince Buck and the corner. And I remember when I was a kid, I called Buddy D. This is after. Mike Buck had like his only good preseason game of his career. And I called Buddy D. I'm probably like 11, less younger, maybe 10. And I call Buddy D. And I'm like, You're saying you were calling Buddy D when you were 10, 11 years old? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, my parents <laughs> let me. And so I call him. And it's late. It's like 9 at night. You know, I'm a kid. And I call him and I'm like, Did you see that game from Mike Buck? He was amazing. 
And I'm and I told him that Mike Buck before the end of the year, you know, that he was going to start over Bobby Aver at quarterback. And Buddy D told me that I needed to talk to my parents to get some sense in me. And he told me that uh, I was. He called me a squirrel, <laughs> and then he hung, and then he hung up on me. Nice. <laughs> I've never heard anybody under the yep. age of twenty call into WWL. Oh, I used to call Buddy D weekly. 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 That's hilarious. Uh, Dave, your f- favorite random Saints I wasn't a Saints fan when I was a child. Well, like, since 2000, whenever you've been a fan, like, who's just a random Saints per- that you liked? Uh, shit. <laughs> I don't know. I forget everybody. I, the random dude that I really liked on the 2009 team. For I mean, I always liked Pierre Thomas, but he's not random. He was like Jeff a Charleston from the 2009. Oh, well, now you can. Jeff Charleston yeah. was just weird. He now was. you can follow him uh, on Southern Charm on Bravo. Yeah, he was weird. He's like a car. Wait, he's on that? Yeah. Well, you guys don't. Ugh. You're gonna have to start giving me like 10 minutes on every. Wait, podcast is that to, is that the Charleston one? No, it's in New Orleans. No. Oh, oh my God, he's on that one. That gives me. Has that started to... yet? Yes, you guys haven't been watching it. No, no. Is it good? No, it's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> it's fucking horrible. Uh, uh, you know who I? I mean, Aaron Stecker. How could you not love that guy? Yeah. You remember him, Dave? Right. I do remember Aaron Stecker. He was, he was kind of like an. Him. He was kind of an obscure Saints favorite. Yeah, I mean. I yeah, because Aaron... every. Because he always did very well when Reggie Bush was injured, and everybody said, let's just get rid of Reggie. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> and roll with Aaron Stecker. Aaron Stecker. The offense is better without Reggie Bush. Does Benny, Th- does Benny Thompson come as uh, obscure? Yeah, because he was a special teams dude. Another random guy that I liked as a kid, he was good, but he did a lot of cocaine, was Reggie Sutton. He was he was a really promising young corner. He blocked kicks on special teams and stuff, but he did a lot of coke, like Scarface levels of cocaine, <laughs> and it didn't help his, it didn't help his playing career. Um, but um, let me see if we someone can... on the someone on the uh, tweeter tweet said uh, Scott Slutsker, the yeah, tight end. Oh, he was terrible. That was that was digging Quinn deep. Quinn Early, man. Hobie Brenner. I feel. Um, uh, Floyd, those are not obscure. You, you can't pick yeah, a Saints Hall of Favor. Floyd <laughs> Turner was pretty obscure, I think. Yeah, fabulous Floyd. That's pretty uh, good. Let's see. Uh, Frank. I'm Warren. a little dis- I'm a little disappointed. No one said Kevin Hauser. Oh, uh, tax credit man. No count. Uh, so yeah. Um, That'll uh, wrap it up for tonight. Oh, D- Andrew, you forgot to remind me again. People, you got to go to the YouTube channel and search Saints Happy Hour Podcast, Facebook, uh, the Twitters. Uh, and if you listen on to us on iTunes, we only have like 70 reviews. Review us and give us five stars, goddammit. We don't deserve it, but you should give it to us anyway. Five stars. That's all we ask. Just go in there. If you listen through iTunes, and give us the five-star review. We don't deserve I mean, it. We'll we take want. four. Well, no. I mean, five would some... be cool. Yeah. But so, four, I mean, yeah. We'll so, take it. anyway, that wraps it up. Uh, 
you know, we, we, we're going to come up with some fun topics. Me and Andrew will do another tournament. We're running out of things, though, Andrew, right? We did, like, worst quarterback, most hated. No, thing. no tournaments. No tournaments. <laughs> do something else. Get out of the tournament. Well, I don't hear you workshopping ideas, Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Workshopping. Yeah, because Dave, unlike me and Andrew, Dave actually works all day. Uh, uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm not... Dave's got to like how I'm getting. I like how I'm getting like made fun of for that. Yeah, you're following uh, college girls on Instagram yeah. to get ideas of merch to sell to people. Well, that's actually very accurate. <laughs> so that'll wrap it up for tonight. So for Dave, for Andrew, uh, until next week, the bar is closed. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.